It can only be attributable to human error. Where will we go next? It's a phantom from another time. Recording? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex Daikaiju. To my left. Jasmine with. Across from us. Eli Watson. And today... Wait. Oh. <laughs> oh. What the heck? We're going for it. You're listening to... <laughs> we do it too many times and I keep... like yeah, I My know. brain keeps rearranging. Just to fill everyone in at home, this is the third time we have tried recording the intro for the podcast this week. We are, we are on a third, third week of Bigfoot Mountain. Clearly... <laughs> We're going insane. Yeah, it's been rough. You know what? It's all staying in. It's all staying in. It's you know in. what? I'm Jasmine with. And we're all listening to Cryptid, Cryptid Campfire. Campfire. That's right. It's the third week of being on Bigfoot Mountain. We've already lost our minds. <laughs> we got the campsite all set up, the new campfire going. We've talked about some cool things, some weird things, and today we're talking about what? Bigfoot evidence. More more physical, video, audio, any kind of evidence. And uh, this episode, I'm assuming, is going to be a little all over the place because evidence is far and wide to come by. This is true. There are a couple different categories that uh, you can sort these things into, however. So we're going to try and stick with that. Uh, You know, photographic and video, Mm -hmm. auditory sounds, Bigfoot tracks, physical evidence, things like that. Uh, Last week, we talked about one of the most well-known pieces of evidence regarding the existence of Bigfoot. Uh, Mm -hmm. We discussed the Patterson-Gimlin film from Bluff Creek. The most famous video footage evidence of Bigfoot. The most famous Bigfoot of all, Patty the Sasquatch. (laughs) So today we're going to be going over some other categories of evidence. Um, I think, uh, would it be appropriate to start with other videos and photos as a good transition? Yeah, I mean, people always say, where's all the Bigfoot videos at? And they're out there. Where are the Bigfoot Snapchats at? They don't come up in Google for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, That's why we use uh, Yelp. (laughs) Yeah, the problem is that photographs and videos always seem to come out blurry. Mm -hmm. So they've remained really controversial and inconclusive. Uh, Lauren Coleman, who we've mentioned before in the past, Mm -hmm. uh, who is the founder of the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine, uh, he... He acknowledges that there are a lot of many fake videos, uh, and it's gotten worse with social media, yeah. uh, cause oh, viral, yeah. viral hoaxes can rack up millions and millions of views. Uh, Coleman believes that there is evidence for Bigfoot's existence, uh, but he finds it hard to focus on photographic material because of the growing number of obvious hoaxes. He has a quote that he actually says, uh... Actually, I don't know if he said it multiple times. It's just a quote I read in this article. Uh, it says, technology has ruined the old cryptozoology. That comes from Lauren Coleman. And unfortunately, I have to agree. Uh, I mean, we, talk, we talked all last week about the Patterson-Gimlin footage and the possibilities of it being faked. But mm-hmm. there's endless ways to Photoshop and, you know, make homemade videos uh, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, nowadays, nowadays. Back, back then, and especially yeah. if you're trying to find, if you're like, oh, man. 
you want to go to YouTube, type in Bigfoot videos, and you just got to sh- sort through just a cesspool of mm-hmm. how many amateur videos of people in monkey suits run around. I mean, Eli photoshopped Bigfoot into some of our own promo photos. Yeah, I know. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't notice? <laughs> no. No, yeah. yeah. Look at the, the campfire photo. I thought that was real Bigfoot. No. We, oh. oh. Podcast is. over. It's ruined. Bye, everybody. It is funny, though, because when I was reading about you know, the validity of photographs and videos, the quote, Pixar it didn't happen, popped into my mind. <laughs> and I was like, that's not even valid anymore. Like, yeah. pictures mean nothing. It's true. It's true. Everything's fake. We're living in the Matrix. Time to unplug yourselves. Are we? Yes. Uh, in terms of videos, though, I have two videos, one being a, a slightly more controversial than the other one. And I'll cover that one. First, okay. It, it, just because it, it's, controversy it, sells. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, this one came out uh, 1997 in New York, Ulster County, May 23rd, and uh, the people recording this video did not notice the figures in the video until mm-hmm. they were watching it. It's basically a bunch of friends at a campfire. They're having fun. Whoa, kind of like this. Whoa. And uh, some guy whips out his little. It looks like... (laughs) (laughs) And then the party really started. (laughs) This has taken a turn already. Why did you guys... I was going to say his little camera. His little digital camera. Yeah, a little digital. His little digi. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. His little dideridoo. I I wasn't even thinking of it in that terms, but oh well. We didn't say anything. We just laughed. Yeah, Uh we giggled. You filled in the blanks with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you dirty boy. (laughs) Anyways... The, it, it looks like there's figures in the background. Like, mm-hmm. there's this kind of this hill, and uh, you see it in the background, and it looks like there's this figure walking, and another little figure jumps off of its back into a tree. Baby Bigfoot? A baby Bigfoot. Whoa. Um, Cute. <laughs> so, and it looks like it's swinging around in the tree. Um, definitely don't think it's fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of how, I mean, the... I'll show you guys the video. I have it here on my laptop, and yeah. it's just really low res. Like, can you throw it up on the Instagram, maybe? Yeah, well, oh, yeah, I'll put it yeah. Can well. Can you give us some key terms? Like, if people listening wanted to look it up, what would they Google? What would this they type one, in? Little Digi. I don't know. No. <laughs> little Digi. I found Bigfoot. I found the video through the BFRO, the Bigfoot okay. uh, Researchers Organization. Uh, New York baby Bigfoot. <laughs> New, New, the, York, New York baby the, Bigfoot. The, the, big fi- the name of the file is literally nybaby.avi. Hey. So, New York uh, baby. So uh, people think it's authentic. It's real. It's just silhouetted figures. Yeah. But like you can see this thing jump off of its back and like swing around in the trees. Oh, that's cool. So it's some sort of animal of some sort mm-hmm. that's capable of swinging around in trees and jumping off of things backs so not sure exactly what it is it's an ewok could be a bigfoot might not be yeah uh but like we were talking about last week no the very first week uh in the east coast there's like skinnier sasquatch yeah they're a little more fit yeah they're not like the chunky fat (laughs) southern california bigfoots yeah that's how I like them, though. <laughs> T-H-I-C-C, Bigfoot. Let's see. And then I got this one as well. And this one's supposed to be the best video evidence of Bigfoot besides the Patterson Ginsburg. Okay. All right, lay it footage. on us. It's the Paul Freeman 1994 video. I don't know if you guys... Nope. Oh, man. Yeah. 
This one, this is good. This is good stuff right here. Uh, so it's in the Blue Mountains of Washington, so up north. So this is the slightly chunky <laughs> chunky big woods. <laughs> Uh, this guy, Paul Freeman, he had been researching Bigfoot for 10 years, looking for Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. and, In uh, all the wrong places. Probably. And, uh, he not only saw one on this w day, but he saw two. And he had his camera with him. Again, he f was looking for tracks in this area. Uh, I wish I had written more of that area down. Mm-hmm. But we have, uh, the natives, it was the Nez Pierce tribe, something like that. Mm -hmm. They, uh, had a, like a hot spot of sightings of Bigfoot, uh, throughout like that week. And Paul Freeman showed up was like, this is, this is where it's at right now. Mm -hmm. And he pulled up to the stream, came up on the stream and found a, a footprint. Uh, but the mud was still wet. Ooh. So he was like, Oh, this is nearby. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's filming all of this while it's happening live. And then he hears popping in the woods, like branches breaking everything. Mm -hmm. And he looks over there, pointing his camera in that direction. And you just see this figure, this Sasquatch-like figure walking through the woods with a similar gait to the one in the big Patterson-Gimlin footage. Oh, okay. Uh, the coloring's roughly the same. It's a little bit farther back in the tree line. Right. So it's not as clear. But it definitely looks the same. You can see the cone head. Oh, okay. Everything. Um and then he said, apparently it's in the video, I didn't see it, he said that he saw a little one coming right at him. Oh, okay. So, uh, another baby Bigfoot. Ooh, and it's attacking him. Yeah, apparently. I don't... The, uh, the, the babies are the ones that have to protect the parents. <laughs> the babies are the aggressive ones. Yeah. They'd be like uh, like little Groot running around. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex, did you have any certain specific videos that you were going to bring up? Uh, I actually didn't get too many videos because everything okay. I found was just people in monkey suits and mm, like a dorm yeah. room running around sure. slapping people with fish. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so I have a note that kind of will transition us into another category of evidence being, uh, uh, footprints, hairs, and things like that. So Grover Krantz, uh, who's a professor of physical anthropology at Washington State University and a leading authority in hominoid evolution mm. and primate bone structures, uh, he saw the Patterson-Gimlin footage uh, when he was really young. And so that was really convincing to him. But the most convincing part of this piece of evidence were uh, the footprints that were found in the area after the footage was taken. Uh, it was the dermal ridges where sweat pores open on palms and soles depicted in the prints that left him convinced that at least some were authentic, mm -hmm. which leads us into the next category, footprints, physical evidence, and right. things like that. Uh, there's tons, tons of footprints mm -hmm. taken. Yeah. So many. Do you have the first one taken? Or the I first don't. one recorded? I don't. Do you? I do. Um, so David Thompson is sometimes credited with the first discovery of Sasquatch footprints. He was an English explorer, geographer, and fur trader in the western parts of what are now Canada and the United States. Hmm. Um, we know this because he kept a journal, and he had a journal entry from January 7th. Oh. Eight... Did you get this? Yeah, I met... we, we mentioned him briefly in the first episode. Did we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. He was running around with Lewis and Clark every so oh, often. Oh, yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he was okay, trying yeah. to find the Rockies. 
found so, yeah. Bigfoot instead. So I read about the journal entry that he wrote. Um, his journal entry was very shorthand, uh, so it's kind of hard to read it's and mean. understand yourself. But he did elaborate it on it years late. He did elaborate on it years later when he wrote a narrative, uh, stating this. Continuing our journey in the afternoon, we came on the track of a large animal, the snow about six inches deep on the ice. I measured it, four large toes, each of four inches in length, to each a short claw. The ball of the foot sunk three inches lower than the toes. The hinder part of the foot did not mark well, the length 14 inches by eight inches in breadth, walking from north to south and having passed about six hours. We were in no humor to follow him, the men and Indians would have it to be a young mammoth, and I held it to be the track of a large old grizzly bear, yet the shortness of the nails, the ball of the foot, and its great size was not that of a bear. Uh, he also said, The sight of the track of that large a beast staggered me, and I often thought of it, yet never could bring myself to believe such an animal existed, but thought it might be the track of some monster bear. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I apologize for not remembering oh, that's that. That's okay. Up, I mean, we never remember anything. We really from the past don't, episodes. you guys. It I, goes in one ear and out. The, it goes in our brains, out our mouths, and it's gone forever. Yeah, pretty I, much. I, I mean, I almost forgot. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, wait, Dave Thompson, uh, guy yeah. who made Wendy's, right? I'm like, oh yeah. no, no, let me check my notes. Oh, Lewis and Clark guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's a little note on uh, another cryptozoologist, one of the founding members of it. Uh, in in terms of footprints and things like that, it's not it's not quite a perfect transition, but uh, it's from John Napier. Oh, uh, in his book, Doctor John Napier, right? Doctor John, yeah, Napier, correct. Uh, this clucker, yeah, this guy, this clucker. <laughs> he writes in his book, Bigfoot, the Yeti, and Sasquatch in Myth and Reality from 1973. He said that it's on the basis of hard evidence, science must say Bigfoot does not exist. But he finds it difficult to reject because of the thousands of footprints and hundreds of eyewitness accounts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very interesting to point because, like you said, the the number one way to tell between a fake and a real cast is the dermal ridges. Mm -hmm. The the fakes just simply don't have. They don't have. They're super smooth or they're flat. You know, there's. there's, It's like if you look at like hands and feet. There's a lot of like fleshy bits going around there's mm-hmm. a lot of texture a lot of variations of like pores and stuff so mm-hmm. you know like the was it the the loggers who like found footprints it was just a guy with big old cut out feet walking around yeah. and you look at it like oh, it looks like a cartoon bigfoot yeah. was running around and then yeah. you look at some of the prints and there's like ridges and there's like textures and in fact uh as far as footprint casts go i think cliff barrickman has the largest collection in the world he has like what over a thousand or something. Yeah, I something think I like watched that. a video with him, and yeah. he just has feet everywhere. Yeah, I think I it might be a problem for him a little bit as a, well. I have a different man named for the uh, largest archive of Bigfoot. Oh, footprint really? Casts. Yeah. So, um, Jeff Meldrum, mm. uh, anthropology and anatomy professor at Idaho State University, is one of the foremost experts on foot morphology. Um. He says, now, when I first read this quote, I was very confused because it seemed very contradictory and I didn't understand it. I had to read it, I had to read it a couple times and see what his actual point was. So the quote starts saying, no, I don't believe in Bigfoot. And I was like, what the crap? Then why do you have all these Bigfoot feet? <laughs> yeah. uh, but he goes He's on. He's a foot fetish guy. He goes on to say, 
Belief usually implies a position of faith, a conviction held in the absence of evidence. I, for one, am convinced by the evidence I have studied at length. Mm. Oh, we got a big baller over here. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, not going to lie. I thought I had him on the first corner, but then we turned him around. <laughs> also, uh, I wanted to correct myself. Earlier I said something about um, the guy who was talking about the dermal ridges, uh, Grover Krantz. He was not young when he saw the video of Patterson Gimlin. I think he was an adult. It was yeah. uh it was a kid at heart. Yeah, it was uh Jeff Meldrum, the guy Jeff I just Meldrum, mentioned, yeah. who was eleven when he first saw the pa- Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah, he's uh he, he shows up to a lot of Bigfoot conferences as well. Mm-hmm. I think he might be there in August, I'm not sure. Oh hey. So it would be okay. dope to meet him. Yeah. I was gonna say uh real quick about uh Dr. Napier. Cause, uh you said what he de- what was about his quote about feet, right? He was uh, like, well, he just says he, fi- he finds it difficult to reject that Bigfoot, like reject Bigfoot because of the thousands of footprints and the, oh, okay. the eyewitness accounts. Because he he came out and he thought that the Gimlet uh, Patterson Gimlet film was fake. Yeah, he was actually one of the first people who I think saw it. Yeah, but because they got it developed, they're trying to get people to see it. He yeah. was he watched it for like four days straight and was <laughs> yeah. like, and he was like, oh, I think it's fake. Uh, but he was obsessed with Bigfoot's butt in that video. But why? He was because <laughs> it's so big. Yeah, he was just like, you know what? Based on evolution, based on the way people carry themselves, this has to be the buttocks is of human nature. Yeah. So he's obsessed with the butt. So yeah. Uh, Doctor John Napier, butt well, man first. Speaking of butts, uh, <laughs> and Bigfoot this, got a big one. Uh, we actually have a cast of a Bigfoot butt. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, It sounds, like, completely incredible and amazing. Absurd. It does. We got got a mountain on the wall with a nice plaque. Yeah. We personally don't have a cast of a Bigfoot butt. (laughs) But if you have one, please send it to Cryptic Campfire. We accept uh, gifts. The P.O. box on Bigfoot Mountain. A P.O. box? We should get a P.O. box. That way we can get all kinds of weird stuff from the weirdos out there. That would be kind of fun, I guess. Uh, yeah, so the Bigfoot butt cast. Um, <laughs> also known as the Skookum cast. <laughs> Bigfoot got a big Skookum. What I'm in the world? going to pee my pants. <laughs> well, I brought up the name Skookum yeah. in the first episode. I remember that, yeah. Right, so this, this actual cast was taken in Skookum Meadows. Okay. So uh, it was in the sep- September of the year 2000, and it was BRF- BFRO mm-hmm. led this mm-hmm. uh, expedition to try to collect evidence. Uh, the expedition was actually led by BFRO founder Matt Moneymaker. What is that his name? Yeah, Matt Moneymaker. Matt Moneymaker. He's also in Finding Bigfoot, so hey, the show. Mr. So his name is Mr. Moneymaker? Yeah, that's like his actual legal name is Moneymaker. Wow. So And uh, apparently he, he's from L.A., so. And is he rich? I don't. Does he live up to the name? I don't know. I hope so. Moneymaker, dude. <laughs> he's, he's in thousands of dollars of debt. <laughs> so what they did... They created, like, traps, and I feel like more people should try this. They, they, uh, they because... put a big chair out that said for Bigfoot only? <laughs> yeah. Reserved for Bigfoot. So Reserved for Bigfoot. They created, they created, like, this mud trap and set fruit in it. Okay. Like, in the middle of it. So they could, like, whatever was coming for the fruit would have to go through the mud. Okay. So they are hoping to get footprints. Um, they brought cameras, like, thermal cameras, night vision cameras, sound equipment. 
they were pl- broadcasting sounds of other Sasquatches mm-hmm. and were actually getting responses back. Whoa. Are uh, you about to tell us that Bigfoot took a squat and snacked on some fruit and then they casted the butt print? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to Oh, my you. gosh. <laughs> so uh, they were there for a couple of days. It was September 16th when they set everything up. Okay. And they came back September 22nd, which is also uh, Bilbo Baggins' birthday. Hey, shout out. Um, and they found just a butt print of a squash. <laughs> I love this so much. Um, it, it says it took 325 pounds of casting material to get it all. What? Wow, but they, a... did, they, didn't, they got more than just the butt. They got the heels, okay. the, like basically the entire legs, uh, an arm, what they think is like a forearm. Uh, uh, <laughs> hopefully. So was he like... They even got his testicles. Oh. Okay, so... My question now is, was he sitting cross-legged? Was he uh, doing some yoga? Was he, no, he was laying kinda... down in that, that classic he, Jeff tr- Goldblum pose? <laughs> Bigfoot Closer to the... was, like, drawing me like one of your French girls. He was basically, he had kind of his legs, like, to one side. Okay. And was, like, stretching over and reaching. So Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. More Jeff Goldblum, and yeah. he was free So they think he was kind of, like, because it's not, like, a full-on butt print. It's, like, <laughs> more, like... He's like on Leaning his side. side. Yeah. That's why they have part of his arm. Okay. Interesting. Is there? So. That's so cool. So he's like lounging about eating yeah. this fruit. Yeah. That's we, so interesting. I've never out. heard of this. That's yeah. crazy. Apparently, it was televised as well. Whoa. Which yeah. crazy too. So I guess they kept made a. They spent how much pound? Three hundred and twenty-five pounds of casting material to, to get the butt print. I guess they were carrying it. Someone yeah. dropped it, and there's a big crack down the middle. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't think that happened. But, <laughs> um, but oh man, that's wild. <laughs> Old Skookum. Yeah, Skookum Meadows. Man. I'm gonna name my next dog that. But like, Skookum, can, yeah. Skookum. Come here, Skookum. I just and, think. Yeah, next time, you know, we have someone, you know, calling us out, saying, you know, you know, Bigfoot's not real, and we lay him down, you know, say, listen, nerd, don't care what you gotta say. Someone says, why do that? Had to skook him to it. <laughs> uh, I just think, considering how successful this one was, people should try it again. Yeah. Like, do the exact same thing. I mean, who would have thought if you just leave fruit out, a Bigfoot will come and eat it? Right? That's Everyone's just walking really around cool. with cameras trying to get Bigfoot. Just throw fruit on the ground. Yeah, everyone likes free food. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh... As far as any other cast, did you have anything else? No, nope, that's about all I gathered uh, for that. Just mostly well, beats, like I ha- kiss the butt. I have another one that's also slightly pretty crazy. Okay, all right. It's it. called the Nutella Jar Cast. Oh, oh no. now I want Nutella. Yeah, so it's uh, this one's actually pretty recent, 2017. Uh, okay. It happened in July in northern Kentucky, and this guy, Tom Shea of the Northern Kentucky Big- Bigfoot Research Group, and Steve Cornell, they they were working on this like prototype to try to capture a uh, Bigfoot hair. Mm-hmm. So it's like giant PVC pipes with sandpaper inside and uh, fruit in the middle. Okay. Or well, they put Nutella in there, actually sealed and everything, like brand new Nutella. Just put it in there, and they left it there for about a month. And when they got back, they found the PVC pipe was in a completely different tree. They found the Nutella cap on the ground, and they found the jar uphill a little bit. Yeah. And when they saw what they thought was, like, fingerprints inside, it had been opened, the the seal had been torn off, 
and it looked like there were some like fingerprints inside mm-hmm. that had, like scooped out Nutella. So they put it in the in the cooler and they like drove back to the house and casted it. And so it looks like they got three fingers, possibly two. Mm-hmm. One dipped twice. They're not really sure. It's hard to tell. Double dips. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's what they got. I that's think that's wild. It, so it's fingerprints, not fingerprints, but like fingers. Fingers. Yeah. Yeah. That's see, that's the kind of stuff that I like to hear about because everyone knows about footprints. Everyone yeah. knows that that's all out there. Then Eli shows up with. We got butts and we got fingers. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. We got right. butts and we hope what are fingers in this Nutella jar. It's pretty. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I'll, I mean, I guess Bigfoot likes Nutella. So if you're trying to find Bigfoot, just throw some Nutella and yeah. fruit on the ground. That's yeah. a good combo like, for me. Yeah. Heck, if you want to catch me, yeah. throw me some fruit and Nutella. If you want to catch Nutella. a jasmine. Um, <laughs> throw a couple waffles in there, too. You never mm-hmm. know. And I don't know. I'm not done with videos yet. I still have more videos. What you got? Do we have time for that? Because we still have to... Uh, I kind of want to talk about the auditory sounds and things like that. Sure. Got to talk far? about Bigfoot's where, mixtape. Where are we at on time right now? 24 minutes. I think we have time. If you yeah. Wanna, yeah. Yeah, give, it's give just your... one video, oh, okay. and then I have like a bunch of pictures. Okay, go but for we, it. We could go in the pictures last, I guess. Okay, go for your video. Uh, just This one's called the Marble Mountains video. Uh, this one's pretty controversial. Uh... Wait, what is it? So, it's like this group of 18 people. They're up. Marble Mountains is in California, Northern California. Okay. Really close to uh, Bluff Creek, where the Patterson-Gimlin footage was actually shot. Ooh. It's right in the same region. And they they see, uh, they come across this structure, like, because Bigfoot makes structures, supposedly. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not really sure. Yeah. He's not an uh, animal. He no. makes a house for himself. Right. But what's interesting about the structure, what makes them think it's not man-made, is that like some of the larger branches mm. have been broken off instead yeah. of cut. Oh, so like something you need quite a bit of strength to mm. break branches. Yeah. Uh, not only it's not really like tied together either; it's just kind of put together. Um, and they, someone just yells, "Oh, there he is! There he is!" <laughs> And they look up on this mountain ridge, and they film it for about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Just this figure walking down the mountain, like, but it's up against the sky, so he's kind of like silhouetted. Okay. So some people think he's uh, a backpacker. Okay. Because uh, he does kind of have a hunch on his back. It could be a Sasquatch hunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at the video multiple times, mm-hmm. trying to like figure out for myself. I honestly have no idea where I stand on it. Right, okay. because it for me it could go either way. Cause his knees never bend as well, but he is walking downhill. Yeah. So it easily could be a human, but it also looks very tall. I think the BFRO actually went out there and did a test. The compare and, and contrast. And it looks like that it's taller than a person. Okay. But it's still under seven feet, so it could just be a really tall person. Mm. But I guess we'll never know. Yeah. The world will never know. As far as auditory sounds go Mm -hmm. yeah so we briefly mentioned the sierra sounds in one of our previous episodes but i kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about those because it is one of the most compelling auditory pieces of evidence um (laughs) uh, so there are of course a bunch of theories as to what these sounds could be besides 
being a Sasquatch. Uh, mm-hmm. Many people claim them to be like misidentified known animals or just mm. straight or up yodelers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could um, just be a pack of samurais hanging out in Northern I California. Did, I did listen to what you were talking about though. The samurai mm-hmm. chatter. It really does mm-hmm. sound like samurais. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a it's not maybe the best term to use, yeah. but it does but it sound like, like that. It's, it's cool because samurais are cool. So yeah. like, anything you say samurai chatter, everyone's like, "What? Huh? What? Yeah. That sounds cool." So, <laughs> I actually had never listened to them prior to researching for this podcast. Mm. So there's a chance that anybody listening to us right now might not have heard these either. So. What are, uh, what are they called? So they're called the Sierra Sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, these come from a recording that was taken in the Sierra Nevada mountains in 1971 by journalist Al Berry and Ron Moorhead. The story behind that, uh, Ron Moorhead was from California, and one of his friends who we never find a name for, we don't know who this friend was. Uh, Wait, isn't it Al? No, Al is a journalist. Al shows up later. Oh, Al shows up Al later. Shows up later. Yeah. yeah. So this friend tells Ron that he had been on a hunting trip in the mountains, which are, which they go across California and Nevada. Uh, Him and his buddies had apparently encountered a huge, hairy ape-like beast that approached them and made screeches and howls and hoots and hollers and all that. Um, So this guy convinced um, Ron Moorhead to go back to the site with him to search for physical evidence. So they took with them journalist. Alan Barry, middle name uh, Franken, who, <laughs> who I guess he was just in it for the interesting story. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would consider him a skeptic or, mm-hmm. or where he was standing. What, was at that he point? like a Bob Gimlin, just like probably? Yeah, yeah. From, from what I can tell, because I was trying to look it up, and uh, Ron Moorhead is the one who gives all the info about what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so. Uh, just me and my good buddy Al Barry from the Sacramento Bee. <laughs> I brought him along because. You can't have a good time without the berry there. Right. Uh, So they actually did not find anything of interest on their first trip out there, Mm. Uh, but they did a follow-up excursion. Uh, So Moorhead and Barry decided to put microphones in the bushes and trees, Mm. and after several nights of nothing, uh, they were finally able to make some contact with the creatures. So during these encounters, they also claimed that... uh, the Sasquatch Bigfoots would come towards their camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time they tried to go out of their tent and look at them, that they would like retreat back into the forest or whatever. whatever. Um, so they capture these sounds, which sound very weird. Yeah. Um, sounds like samurai people. Like <laughs> like they're watching an Akira Kurosawa film in the middle of the they, forest. They, they, they were like, all right, you got the mic outside? Okay, cool. Let's put Yojimbo on. <laughs> yeah. The mic's by the TV. Um. I would suggest, I don't think legally we're, we could play the no. sounds right now. I, I, I could probably put them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it, it just, yeah, it just sounds like a bunch of like, like noises and yeah. then yeah. howl. And like, I think the guys are at one point start howling outside, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just... Uh, you can find them on YouTube. Yeah, you yeah. can, yeah, you can easily Google this uh, information, mm-hmm. YouTube it to actually listen to the sounds. Um the guys do try to communicate back, so you will hear like humans making the noises as well, or trying to mimic as best but they can. It, it's definitely very clear, though, mm-hmm. which like, is which. Yeah. yeah. But um, so they recorded these sounds, which you can listen to online. And the next day, they found giant footprints in the snow outside. 
Uh, and then they made several trips back over the next year to take further recordings and collect other plaster casts of the footprints. Um, but there's been multiple, like, linguists and different, like, scientists that have listened to these recordings. And it's very interesting to me because the opinions from these professionals vary. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, yeah. So we've got retired U.S. Navy linguist R. Scott Nelson. Nelson. Oh, yeah. Who had over 30 years of experience as both a linguist and codebreaker. Uh, and he speaks four languages. He came to the conclusion that the creatures caught on tape were utilizing an actual unknown language with mm-hmm. its own grammar and syntax. So, like, it's not just somebody out in the woods making random hoots and hollers. Mm-hmm. It's like there's structure to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Arlen Curlin at the University of Wyoming concluded that the sounds seemed to come from something with a larger lung capacity and vocal range than a human. Yeah. Um, there's a... Wyoming, right? Yes, Mm -hmm, Wyoming. Uh, So there's like, she said, uh, I actually don't know if this is a she or not. Dr. R. Lynn Curlin, he or she, I'm not sure, uh, said that the creatures performed verbal acrobatics, thunderous howls, and high-pitched squeals and whistles that no human being would possibly be able to orally duplicate. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear in the recordings the guy's try to duplicate but Mm -hmm. obviously it's not going to sound the same um and there was no evidence at all that the tape had been sped up slowed down or altered in any way yeah and then the last opinion that i have comes from another professional uh karen stalls now of the scientific american states that the vocalizations are an amateur impression of how a proto language might sound if it evolved from non-human primates this Bigfoot is likely human, and the Sierra Sounds is a combination of hoax and misidentification, like all the other evidence for Bigfoot. So clearly no. not a believer. Who, who yeah. is that? Um, Karen Stalls now. Yeah. Another Karen coming up, causing problems. Yeah, is she here to talk to the manager? Yeah, Stay, come I'd on like to now. talk to your manager about the Bigfoot sounds. Now, now, now. <laughs> Settle down, Karen. Um, quick note on the Sierra mm-hmm. Sounds. Yeah. Uh, the location... Mm-hmm. You, with most hoaxes, people are reluctant to share the location. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Moorhead seems very open. Yeah. He he actually uh, invited people to go to that exact location, but it actually burned down last year. Oh. In the fires. Interesting, because I have in my notes that uh, he's always remained secretive about the exact location. He gives really? a, He gives general, like, huh. it was in this area, mm-hmm. but... Huh. My notes might also be outdated. I don't know. If you're saying it recently burned down it will... or caught fire, then my my notes might be outdated, and I didn't find the most recent information about the location. So, yeah. that's well, um, the the recordings were here in California as mm. well, um, on this side of the mountains, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently, I mean, there was that huge fire last year. I think. Yeah. I don't know if it was the. Yeah. And it just it burned the whole area. And so I think where he recorded those sounds actually just doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, at least not in the sense that it did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back, the, back the, 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 the land, the it, land exists, still there. but yeah. the, it just stopped existing. It just <laughs> yeah. disappeared it, it into just, thin air. It's just a black void. <laughs> it's the nothingness. It's coming to take us. Uh, that's all I have. I Is mean, it? you don't have yeah. any other sounds? No. How many uh, Sierra sounds did you see? 
Did I see? Yeah. Well, Dude, man, I can see sound. I can, like, <laughs> see the wind. There's a, uh, there's actually another fairly well-known recording of an alleged Sasquatch. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name. It's spelled very easily, but I don't know if it's a hard A or a soft A. It's a K-L-A-M-A-T-H. Klamath. Oh, Klamath. 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 Uh, That's how I always said it. You have old math, new math, and (laughs) Klamath. The Klamath screams. So September of 1992, uh, two boys were out exploring Klamath, California, uh, around 1130 in the morning. They heard something large crash through the brush. Um, They also stated that they were revolted by a pungent stench that smelled like rotted chicken. Uh, and they also saw an enormous figure covered with dark reddish brown hair, which seemed to be holding a branch that it was violently shaking for some reason. <laughs> you kid, get out uh, my life. <laughs> uh, its face was described as having a mix of human and ape features, and they would call it the big hairy man. Um, so that was their first encounter. So then the father of one of the boys later investigated the site, and he found 34 gigantic footprints measuring 16.5 inches long and 8.5 inches wide, which he took casts of. Uh, he also saw something large and hairy with deep-set eyes and long, thick hair, the color of burnt orange, staring at him from the bushes. Uh, so after his sightings, regular reports of howls, shrieks, and screams uh, by something unknown would happen between 9 and 10 p.m. Mm. Uh and so it was claimed that there were more than two creatures because the screams would seemingly gather a response from another on a different hilltop. So it was like a back and forth. Uh, so then in 1993, a recording was finally made of those sounds. Wild. And you can Ooh. find those on the internet as well. Oh, for real. Dang, that's crazy. I uh, I remember I saw the name of those sounds. And for I don't know what I was researching or what I was doing at the time. I was just like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> Hard pass. No, no, that makes sense though. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. We we, we have to make choices about what we want to talk about on yeah. this mm-hmm. this podcast because there's so much that can be talked about. There's so much that's relevant, irrelevant. Like it's all our own best judgment about what we want to bring up. So. Yeah. We we honestly could probably do like a whole episode on just audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's just so much of it. Yeah. Um. That yeah. I don't have any more audio. Uh, so you? we we got some audio, we got some mm-hmm. videos, you got some photos. Yeah, why I don't you talk photos. about your photos? Okay. Uh, all right. Because I don't I don't have anything for photos. Okay. Um, and I'll put all these photos up on the Instagram. Yes, sir. And I, I and I'll throw them up on the Twitter. Yes, yes, you will. Follow us on Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, let's see. What do we got? At here? Cryptid Campfire. Yeah. We have the Jacobs photos. Jacobs photos. Uh, and this is Pennsylvania, two thousand seven. September 16th, which is ironically seven, exactly seven years after when they set up the mud trap for the Skookum cast. Oh, so that big butt Sasquatch at it again. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, taken on a Bushnell trail cam with infrared. And so what's interesting about these photos, I think, is... Uh, what are they called again? I'm going to pull them up. The Jacobs photos, 2007. Um What's interesting about these photos is that they released three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one with bears, with black bears in it. Okay. And it's just bears, so you can get a reference that this is not a bear, whatever okay. it is. Because, and they have the timestamps included in the corner and everything. Okay. So about half an hour later. I did see this, yes. They oh, ha- yeah, yeah. They have what appears to be some sort of primate mm-hmm. 
bending like over and picking something up. Big old monkey. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, I think, is like 30 seconds later. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, him just completely bent. Like He's twerking. Yeah, oh. kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, He's like, hey, I got, I got my butt ready for more prints. Where you guys at? It's definitely interesting to look at. Yeah, it's um, pretty weird looking. And that's that's the bears for reference. Oh, but, cute. I mean, like I said, this is East Coast. We got skinnier Sasquatches yeah. over there. Um, they, uh, they ain't eating the GMO foods out here, so they ain't getting big enough. Yeah. Uh, they think it's a um, uh, another young one, mm. juvenile Sasquatch under five feet tall. Okay. Um, which... Apparently, there's been reports of young Sasquatches climbing trees mm-hmm. and walking around on all fours. Oh. But, which isn't completely unheard of because gorillas do the same thing. Yeah. When they're real little, they climb trees all the time. And mm-hmm. as they get older, they just don't. They're, they're like, oh, I'm too big. I don't yeah. want to climb trees no more. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of work. I just want to sit here, eat this fruit in the mud. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want from me. Exactly. So, I think that's interesting. But, I mean, whatever it is in the photo, I obviously think it's a Sasquatch, but... You can't deny, you can't say that it's a bear because it's clearly not a bear. Yeah, the argument sometimes is that it's a a sick bear, like a bear with mange. Mm -hmm. But even still, like you compare the picture of the bear that was caught on the same camera and the body shape doesn't really match. Yeah. Not even close. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, I have the Silver Star Mountain photos uh, from 2005. 2005. Oh, you're jumping ahead. (laughs) Uh, November 17th, 2005. uh, this guy and they covered him on finding bigfoot which okay. is how i found out about it and uh this guy he likes to hike the mountains over there uh i think this is in washington okay like in the border between oregon and washington so he's hiking around up there he says he got this feeling of being watched mm-hmm. and when he turned he saw on this summit this thing just watching him so he pulls out his camera Whoa. takes a picture of it he takes i think he got two or three I think they showed three on Finding Bigfoot, but I was only able to find two online. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sitting there, and then it gets up and starts going down the mountain. Yeah. And uh, they ha- they actually went to that location, to the exact location, and replicated the photos with Bobo there. Yeah. And big Bobo's a big dude. I think he's like six foot four, six foot five. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely small Sasquatch range. Yeah. And he went over there with what. People, you know, people obviously thought it was a backpacker on with with a hat, yeah, you know, with a hood on, and so they had him put his backpack on, put his hood on. Does not look anything remotely same as yeah. to what's in that image. He's roughly the same size, mm-hmm. so it's probably a smaller squatch, but the head shape doesn't line up. Right. Um, it's pretty bulky in the pictures too. Yeah, it looks like uh, it's like King Kong over there. Yeah, it just doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's pretty authentic. Yeah, um, That's, it's it's good looking photos too. Yeah, they're really good. Pretty, uh, pretty nature, man. <laughs> yeah, they took they took uh, the recreation photos with the same cameras. Well, yeah, so that's just more authentic. Um, and then I have one more photo. It's called the Melissa Hovey photo, circa two thousand eight. Okay. And Melissa Hovey is not the person who took the photo, but she released it. Oh, because that's... the person wanted to remain anonymous. anonymous? And uh, this is pretty controversial. I'm not sure why I stand on it. I think it's kind of a hoax. Is that the one you have, Jess? It's. It might be. Is it the is back this head? It? Yeah, it's just taken. It's supposedly from a trail cam taken from right mm. behind a Bigfoot. Oh, I was gonna say. What was the lady's name? 
Melissa. Melissa Hovey. She released the photo. Oh, I was going to say they call it because that's what she looks like. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so two special effects artists looked at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both said it was fake. Okay. Uh, one said because it was cropped. Because the lady didn't want to, to remain anonymous. Apparently the photo included something uh, that would reveal the location. So, I, I don't know, like a street? It had a mailbox like right next yeah, to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. 119 so, uh, Mulberry Avenue. <laughs> you know, and it's supposedly taken with a trail cam, so there should be a timestamp in the yeah. bottom, like it was in the Jacobs photos. Yeah. Right? It's very... So, that's not there. So, that's pretty suspicious. And then the second one said that that the hairs look fake mm-hmm. in terms... They're so spread out, and they're so, like, uniform. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing... I don't know. It just doesn't look quite yeah. squatchy. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, again, there's really no way to be sure. But yeah. I'm, I'm falling on the side that it's not, it's not legit. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> it's just a big photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you get the, uh, my favorite Bigfoot photo <laughs> from Atlanta, Georgia? Uh, it's from 2008. Two Georgia people hiking through the woods. They found the body of a Bigfoot, and they done threw it in a cooler. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, that's the Bigfoot. <laughs> Let me see this. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's a dead Bigfoot in a cooler. That's clearly a costume. <laughs> that's my favorite Bigfoot photo because it's just a gorilla outfit with like uh, someone threw like some uh, cold cuts in there with it. I remember, I remember when my dad told me that had happened. And yeah. I was like, whoa, Bigfoot. Whoa. So here's, can I pose a question to you guys? Yeah. What? No. No. no I'm, uh, I'm not, reached, open, reached, not open for questions at this no time. Questions, no please. comment. I talked to my um, publicist. My people will call your people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting balance for people who believe in Bigfoot to want to find evidence mm-hmm. and to want to find Bigfoot, but then to also not want to find Bigfoot. Because if you think about it, if we found Bigfoot, mm-hmm. if evidence was die hard, no way to deny it, mm-hmm. you know that Bigfoot would be endangered mm-hmm. and that people would just try Stur- to capture and kill mm-hmm. and study and put under a microscope, and it would just be uh, a pain in the butt, as Christopher Farnsworth from the New York Post writes. Uh, his quote says, In the real world, Bigfoot would be Bigfoot would become one more pain-in-the-butt endangered species for loggers and environmentalists to argue over, or just another animal kept in some vaguely depressing exhibit in a zoo. Bigfoot is probably better off in the realm of folklore. Mm. Eli, how do you feel about that? I feel like it's probably true. Oh. I feel like, um, if I'm being 100% honest, it's kind of a weird reasoning, but I think as soon as Bigfoot is proved to be true, whenever that happens, if it happens... Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're just not going to care anymore? Well, no, it's <laughs> not that. It's just, I feel like people are going to start running into him a lot more. Mm-hmm. I feel like that always happens. Yeah, it's because... <clears throat> sorry. It's because when you're more aware of something, when mm-hmm. you're more tuned into it, then you start to recognize it more. Mm-hmm. It's not that... It's appearing more. It's mm-hmm. that you're recognizing it and noticing mm-hmm. it more. It's, it's like when you realize, you know, someone comes in, asks for the manager, their name's Karen. You're like, man, that lady was a, a, a 
Well, well she, she was a pain in the butt, as the New York Times reports, that yeah. reporter said. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, man, a lot of Karens tend to be pains in their butts. It's, I'm actually, it's true. But, it's uh, true. It's all true. Um, it's true. I just feel like as soon as that happens, like, Bigfoot's going to start getting hunted. Mm-hmm. He's going to start getting killed. He's going to mm-hmm. start asking for royalty from yeah. Jack Link's beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because as we've witnessed with through the media and everything, Bigfoot's identity is always changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's to say that he didn't attack this group of women out there and now we need to kill them all? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know. I just feel I I want it to be proved to be true mm-hmm. so, so everyone can just go suck it. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want it to happen because I you don't. You want him to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. because, like, I don't know. Gorillas were once considered myths as well, mm-hmm. and now like, now we got them all over the place. Yeah, them gorillas. Uh, I was gonna say, I think are we kind of closing down? This I think episode? we're closing we down. We kind of yeah. talked about the evidence. Uh, one of the biggest questions out there: Where are the bones? Mm. Uh, where are the bones at? We'll bones. get into that well, in a future episode. Oh, I think. Oh, because I have an explanation. Yeah. This comes from YouTube. I was watching my uh, watching my videos on YouTube, looking through the comments, and the top com- one of the comments was, "Yo, why no Bigfoot bones found? Explain that, dummies." <laughs> and the comment under it was like, "Hey, I'll have you know, Bigfoot is an indim- interdimensional being. Mm-hmm. When he dies, the bones go back to the dimension that they from." That's the direct quote. What? Yeah. So uh, that that is a theory, and we will talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that later. In well, a later could episode. I just add one more crumb. one more thing one about more the bones? Crumb? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a little it's a little bit more realistic than dimensional window fallers. Excuse I think. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's the same reason you don't go in the woods and see a bunch of deer bones littering the ground. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's just the forest is made to like decompose things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And take care of itself like a body in the woods does not last very long mm-hmm. it, like animals eat it fungus gets at it mm-hmm. bacteria eats it every dirt covers it up i mean every and plus these things are semi-intelligent i mean it looks like they have a language who's mm-hmm. to say that they don't have burial rituals mm-hmm. i mean even though they don't use tools like you, other you, you can still dig a hole with your bare hands exactly <laughs> so yeah anyways yeah. That's all I got. All right, so I cool. I think that was a good foray into kind of Bigfoot evidence, what we have, what mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of dealing with. Yeah. Before we completely close it out, we did get contacted by a guy named Mike. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike. We just wanted to give him a little shout out. His name is Mike uh, Famalant. Uh, he's beginning the fourth season of his YouTube show, In the Shadow of the Big Red Eye, and he's looking to expand his audience. Uh, just a little bit about him real quick. Uh, East Coast-based reality series about the search for Sasquatch. Uh, all filming and editing takes place in-house with them. Uh, he told us that the aim of the show uh, is to show what Bigfooting is all about and inspire people to spend uh, time together in nature. Uh, you can find him both on Facebook and YouTube. I watched their video highlighting their five best pieces of evidence, which they actually just posted a couple months ago back in May of this year. Uh, So if you're looking for a new source of Bigfoot-related information, you want to learn about some other investigations and expeditions that are happening, uh, go ahead and check him out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to you, Mike, for listening to our podcast. Uh, Hopefully you find some good evidence in the future. Yeah. Yeah. 
I hope you give us a shout out on your YouTube channel. <laughs> Good sir. <laughs> I mean, don't feel obligated to, but I mean, you can if you want. Don't feel obligated, but you have to. Or okay. we'll find you. I just want to say the number one thing I like about Mike is that he seems to be level headed. He's not a crazy person. So <laughs> Like us. <laughs> yeah, he's not crazy like me. So Yeah. Uh, so that's a plus. That's just, I just if you're looking for some uh Bigfoot videos with some level headed people talking about it, yeah, I would say go check him out. But uh Cool, cool. Yeah, make sure you like us on Facebook. <sighs> Follow us on the Instagram at cryptidcampfire.com. We got what? a Twitter going what? too. <laughs> what just did follow you just us say? at Cryptid Campfire. Yeah. Not at cryptidcampfire.com. That doesn't exist. Oh. Yet. Well, yet. Not Maybe. yet. Hey, we're working on a cat's out of the bag. Hey, oh. Hey, I mean, hey, it's like, we've been on Bigfoot Mountain for a while. I don't know what I'm talking about. We've anymore. only been here for three weeks. It's a long time. How much longer do we have? Five, Five weeks. Oh, dear God. Thank you for listening, guys. We uh, went over some fun evidence today. We've got a lot more ahead over the next five weeks. Oh, dear. Um, I will make this quick note. I think in the previous episodes, I laid out the plan for how we're Thank traveling this. Mm-hmm. And now we're d- disregard that. That um, plan's thrown out the window. She read Not the map exactly. upside down. I did. Yeah. I was looking at the map backwards. Um, all of the subjects are still going to be the same, but we have rearranged the order in which you're going to be. Keep you guys guessing a little bit. Yeah, we've rearranged the order in which the episodes are going to be released to hopefully have a little bit of a more, f- more of a flow that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the content's going to stay the same. So we look forward to sharing that information with you over the next few weeks. Sounds well, pretty good. Let's tell them what we're doing next week, which is just a little bit of a fun episode. Sheep squatch, bat squatch. Oh, various types of squatch. Yeah, next what? week we're going to be uh, diving into some of the different breeds of the, the, the distant cousins of the Sasquatch, if you will. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of weirdos. With the Squatch name attached, so we're gonna yeah. dig into it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep into the information about the Ohio Grassman, which my dad actually claims to have seen at one Whoa. point. Whoa! Uh, so yeah, we're actually gonna have a firsthand experience to talk about. You know, you always asking me when I how many melon heads I yeah. saw or whatever, but uh, I'll be talking to my dad. Man, uh, how many seen? how many Grassman butt prints you got? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Um, I guess we'll start doing the the handles, the, outro. the social media, the outros. Uh, I'm Alex Daikaiju. You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Alex Daikaiju. Uh, I also run the Twitter for the Crypto Campfire, so you can follow that. I'll be posting memes, myths, stories, all that fun stuff. What about yourself? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. Name is the same on both platforms. It's at Jasmine May with J-A-S-M-I-N-E-M-A-E-W-I-T-H. Mm-hmm. And what you, about you, fella? Uh, well, you you, who, who the hell are you? Uh, I'm Eli, and you can find me at uh, probably the, the Instagram, the official at Cryptid Campfire on Instagram. I run it. I respond to the DMs. Especially about Fortnite. Especially about Fortnite. Send me all your Fortnite DMs <laughs> and screenshots. Yeah. I want to watch it all. <laughs> Tell us about the 24-hour. Twitch, Twitch links in the comments, please. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> More of an Apex Legends kind of guy. <laughs> no, no, stop. You're spreading these lies. Uh, yeah, so feel free to reach out to me. Uh, and also, feel free to reach out to us at our email. Yeah. CryptidCampfirePodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send us any stories, anything you want to hear us talk about, or 
Whatever. We check email, so we still do that. All right, we <laughs> got to end this because it's getting hot in this Ooh, room, and I need some fresh air, It's 105 guys. degrees on Bigfoot Mountain in Southern California. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah.